got some great news, and even if you're battling through battles, you still share that. That's good news, fighting the good fight. Yeah. And Jerson, I appreciate your heart sharing. You know what? You're young, you're a young Christian, I can just tell you from hindsight and what the Bible teaches that the times come and go. There's valleys, and you may not understand that sometimes there's seasons where you just got to put your head down and fight. But life is joyful with God. And it's just, you know, you're just in it right now. But uh, there's three things I can tell you to do if you want to find God, and I guarantee it will relieve you if you can stay content with God. Be where you say you're going to be. Do what you say you're going to do. And do it to the best of your ability. If you did those three things, coupled under being a great disciple, you're never going to lack a job, food. You may not have, and, and whatever money you're making, you'll be content. So it's just keep your head down, and because you don't want to look at life. It, 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 there is hard times. I've had many of them. But I can tell you, you know, that song we see, the storm is passing over. It really does pass over. If you've been a disciple long enough, you realize you've been in storms, and then somehow, whatever the issue was, or maybe it was just an emotional doubting faith fighting time it does pass and what's God teaching us stay the course stay faithful do not shrink back it, it's it's that's the power of God's word you pray and do not give up you know the persistent widow all those things are there's a reason to refine and faith really the cousin is perseverance because faith means endure overcome so, appreciate you sharing, bro, but it's, and that's powerful, I appreciate it. We gotta share it with each other, so, you know, I, I hear that, and, and, and why I don't know exactly, but I can pray for you, and just, I, I love you fighting the fight, amen? So, um, I wanna just share, uh, uh, here's some great news, and, and by the way, I wanna say another prayer together. You know, today, hopefully you all remember, today, the movement, all the churches together are donating today, and there's a mercy tab, so hopefully you went on and donated. Toward, and that would just go right. There's a Ukrainian tab. It goes right to them. And, uh, you know, I prayed about it, talked to Sonia in South Africa, and we, we were glad to be generous because if you look at the news as well and see what's going on over there, this is very unusual time, war. It's a, the word war is not used many times. It's conflict. You know, it's, it's unfortunate. There's always stuff going on. Jesus says there'll be wars, but this is, I mean, it, it, rumors of war, but this is actually labeled by the world and by the officials war. That's insane. And there's literally been thrown out at times they don't want to disrupt. And the word World War III has been thrown out there because there's such a, a tense negotiations and whatnot. So what I'm saying that you have to trust God because anything can happen. There was a 7.3 earthquake in Japan today. And I hadn't seen, I didn't look into the damage, but that's a huge earthquake. And they said there's even ripples of tsunamis. I mean, who knows? But you just, no one knows what's going to happen to them. I had some cancer cut out. I had cancer. And I went and got a little cancerous little thing cut out. But, you know, people die from that. Now, they said they got it all, but it was just a little growth. But I'm just saying, you know what? There's no guarantees, period, except eternal life as a disciple. That's a guarantee. So just to let you guys know, let's pray right now for the message and for uh, the disciples and, and, and really that they, they can have their needs met by all the disciples around the world. Dear Heavenly Father. Thank you so much for the just encouragement right now, just being together. It just always reminds me that when I see brothers and see their eyes and their faith and then just hear their hearts, that's already so moving. And I just, right now, we pray, God, for uh, you to use our, our donations uh, in every church to really help these brothers and sisters in Ukraine, which 
we probably can't imagine what they're seeing and what's happening. And just help them to continue to go on because true disciples have that hope mm -hmm. that can show and be there. And I'm just so grateful for the good news that's happening that I'm going to share in a minute, God. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yeah. So just to let you know some good news about the leaders making decisions. Kip, brother, our brother Kip and the world, world uh, sector leaders. They've now got the refugee disciples into Warsaw, Poland, many of them. Many of the men, the brothers can't leave that are 18 to 60. They're not allowed to leave because they must stay and fight. And they're literally passing out Montauk cocktails and rifles to some of the citizens. That's literally how radical this is. It's like, you would think it's just like, they're, and, and, and non-disciples, don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with fighting for your country, but it's like, it's sad when you don't have a cause except you're gonna die for your, it's courageous, but it's like, man, but because of that, we now are moving the disciples, and a lot of them are sisters there in Warsaw. The Warsaw International Christian Church is going to have its inaugural service in 12 days because they've all been misplaced and they're there. So now they're in Poland, and Poland's a lot of them live there. So they're going to start reaching out, and they're going to be there. Wow. So it's always something good, and now they're going to start reaching out. So the 27th, there's some brothers, uh, Nick and uh, Denise Portieri, who are the directors of Mercy Worldwide, are flying, and they're in Poland now, and they're having other brothers fly and sisters that can come, leaders to come and help jumpstart this in Poland. 12 miles from, from the border of Poland, missiles are landing. It's insane wow. what's going on, but I appreciate these brothers. and. Uh, you know, Kip says here, uh, attend, uh, on March 27th, the attendance will be Michael and Michelle Williams. And then uh, another couple uh, are going to be going there. And uh, he says this, this brother in Ukraine, Victor, uh, will receive a, war a wartime commission, they're calling it, because he's really not ready to be an evangelist, but he's sold out and fired up, and they're appointing him an evangelist. And what that means is wartime. Sometimes in real war, people get promoted quicker. It's not like they're pass and go, but there's no other way. And he's showing his faith, and he's leading the group just out of, like, pulling people together. So they did, this is insane. So it's like, they're, they're because we, the leadership, they need leaders. And uh, so uh, he's going to be appointed evangelist in the kingdom of God by Michael Williamson on, on that Sunday. And he will be the, the first Warsaw evangelist for the church. Wow. Pretty cool. And, uh, uh, and then they'll be hiring full-time um, for Mercy, Nadia and four other sisters who flew to Amsterdam today. They will be they will they will form Mercy World, uh, Warsaw, and their jobs are to help in any and all ways the thousands of stranded refugees in Poland. So now we're working our benevolent arm of refugees. We're going to be reaching out, but just aiding all the bigger organizations, Red Cross and everything. So you can always make something good because what does God want? God says He allows or causes everything to help us have a door open to share eternal life and really share the truth. So these things are going on. So thank you guys uh, to God for, 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 for giving because some of these monies from all, all this going directly there for today are going to be helping support and fund this put together team and, and the disciples who have been misplaced in Warsaw, Poland. Come on. Amen. So isn't that awesome? So uh, Lord willing, Nick, Nick Bordieri, We'll establish mercy in, uh, in this week and we'll be in as well to give support and counsel to those disciples fleeing to the most western city in Ukraine, uh, which is uh, Lviv. So it's right on, the, they're going to be in Ukraine too, some of them. Lord willing, Nick and Victor will restore this gallant fallen away brother. And this brother has fallen away in Lviv, Lviv in, in, in uh, Ukraine, but he's very well off. And he has a huge home, and he's opened the home 
on the border, close to the border of Poland, for all for all people who are trying to get refugees. A lot of people. I guess he's got a huge home, but he's brought in the disciples too, wow. and letting them you know be in the basement by the bombings there. Isn't that powerful? Yeah. So things are happening. So just be. I'm just grateful. Thank you so much, guys. And realize giving is is as much for you as it is for God, because God can snap His hands. So it's like every time I give, I have to pray, and then I get so grateful once I decide what's on what we give and just be sacrificial. Because every time I do that, I feel grateful. Whether it's Sunday, whether it's just giving to a special cause, because you can't outgive God and realize God does all the money. So when you give, it's really as much for your heart to see and understand the truths and the treasure beyond this life yeah. and what's going on. Amen? Yeah. So that's awesome. And then uh, I just want to remind everybody, this Sunday, we're going to be in the, uh, the uh, is it the Visual Arts Building? Yes, sir. The Visual Arts Building is right across, right, right. You park the same place you do for Sundays for Nicholson. So you park, and instead of walk across the street, it's that big building there, right there. Okay. So we'll have a sign. If we could have a sign right out in front of that building off the parking lot, and we'll direct people in. But we just had to, just for a couple Sundays. Most of them will be at Nicholson. But just invite everybody, and it's, it's just right there. But just say it's the Visual Arts Building. It says right there. So they park right where they are. And we'll have ushers and signs, and it's going to be awesome. Amen? Amen. Um, guys, keep your eyes open. If you see something within the radius, we want to always have the UCF not too far from the location. But if you see uh, any building or something that looks like it could be a possibility for, for lease, you just, you know, when you're driving, keep your eyes open. Take a picture of it, okay? Because I'm looking and praying and pray. Pray that God gives us a, 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 a good home. Amen? Amen. Um, and then special missions, which we're doing as making disciples of all nations. As you know, once a year we do that, the big one, and uh, that's in May. So please, I hope it's on your heart. I don't bring it up every week because I really just expect disciples to understand, and I'll leave it in to remind you. But right now, I think, uh, last I looked, Marie said we've already collected over $10,000 in the church. And no, that money's going out right away. We don't just wait. Everybody's sending it because the churches that have been planted and we're sustaining in the new planting teams, that money's already been spent because what is the God's church and God's kingdom is, is needs based. God is Jesus was all about meeting needs. The kingdom of God is about meeting the needs, saving the lost, seeking and saving. So it's not like we just save up and then give. No, it's all on the line by faith. So just understand as you get it, turn it in. Uh, you know, and Marie, you know, make sure you note special missions for Marie, but we're, we're trying to raise, we've been asked and encouraged to try to raise 75,000 here in Orlando because we have 12 plus mission teams saving souls. So let's just, complete, please, I hope it is on your heart to want to do and participate in really blowing this out for God because I always go, when I get to heaven, you know, if it works out that way and God lets us know, I mean, you're going to see people that probably come up and thank you from different countries and go, I didn't know you, but I know you were a disciple way earlier. And guess what? The church came to me, came to my country, and I knew you guys You guys gave because of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. you got to think that way because that's what that means. Yeah. Paul says, how can, they, how can they hear unless someone brings the message to them? Yeah. How can they get it unless we send somebody and someone goes? We have to send disciples, amen? amen. So either we, you know, so, you know, that's why we're always, as Jesus says, go give up everything you have. Yeah. So, you know, you pray for God to give you that dream. Wherever you are, you're going to be a disciple. But really pray that there's no, you want to be free with God, amen? amen. So a lot of great things are happening. Um, you know, my brother, not the brother who got baptized in L.A., he's fired up going to midweeks. 
But my other brother, who he's, he called me today, he might be coming in next weekend, so I, hopefully he can come by because he's done a job here for a month and a half. Uh, and he doesn't know how close to be to Orlando, but he's able to drive in, so I'm hoping he can come to church and meet you guys. That's my younger brother, which is older than most of you. So <laughs> me, Ben, who's in LA, got baptized, and then Jeff, so he would be 56, so 50, almost probably between 56 and 57, which is older for almost every <laughs> Praise God. All right, so, so let's, uh, let's turn our Bibles to Matthew 7, verse 6. He lives in Oklahoma, and I know if I got a church because I've been working on him since 19, I mean, since 2000. Come on. Probably ni- in the late 90s. And I did darkness with him, and he never disagrees with it. It's just there's no one there. And there's a church that's going to be playing in Oklahoma City. And he's in, he's in a small town, Durant, but he's got grandchildren, and he's just got a lot going on. But he's never argued. I just know it's one of those guys where if you could get someone there, a remnant, People need that encouragement. That's why the church, that's why disciples are so important. You, you make disciples. Yeah. You realize you count. It's powerful. Amen? Like Alfonso was teaching. When you're in there, when someone sees it, that's God. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight, by the way. Because sometimes we can get discouraged about um, who doesn't see it. And then we, we, we have to understand that part of our reality is we can see and find a worthy person to con- convert. Yeah. Doesn't mean everybody. Doesn't mean you don't know. You share your faith, but then when you're talking with them, you got to understand: Are they worthy? And we're going to look at that. Doesn't mean you just stay there and jaw jab. You got to know who's open and who's not. Doesn't mean you're mean, but it's like sometimes you can just be running in circles forever with them, and they're not open. You got to recognize that. Yeah. They may get open later. You always leave the door, but you don't. You, what do you? You can't. You, if they're not open and not willing to let God work then nothing happens. God's got to be willing to work, and they've got to be open, seek out with all their heart, and it's got to be a divine, cut, godly sorrow. You can't become godly sorrowful unless you have God. you got to go to God to get godly sorrow. So, uh, you know, often when talking about the sort of people we're looking for to convert, we use terms sometimes like open, or he's sharp, or he's talented, you know? Not necessarily that bad in themselves. You can see the potential people have if they can become spiritual and get... But, but they can, this can give us the wrong idea. Open can easily be defined as someone open to being talked into becoming a Christian. You persuade, but you can't talk them into it. But some people with weak character could be talked into it and go along with the program, mm. but not be converted. Mm. I'm just telling you, weak character people aren't going to be too resistant. You'll be, it's almost like they're just going to the side and saying, amen, amen, amen. It's like they, they're people pleasers. I don't mean that in the wrong way, but you've got to realize there's a cost. And don't get me wrong, good heart, you see it, but you know, you got to try to ask questions. Just because they go along with it doesn't mean we have to learn to draw the heart out to make sure they're really converting. That's why Jesus says, go make disciples. Think about the honor of allowing us. We don't save them, but God says a disciple makes a disciple. So what do we do in that process when we're doing scriptures? He's using your flesh and blood, your faith, your understanding and listening to use God's truth to ask them and draw them out and, and, and really learn to, to see and read and just bring up questions to help them answer their own questions and, and be challenged by the scripture appropriately. Yeah. Um, Jesus never begged people to follow him. He mm-hmm. just never did. <clears throat> he never did. He said, come follow me. But he never stopped and said, come on. He just said, come follow me. Even when people walked away from him, he just he didn't chase them. He just looked at the other one and said, you guys want to leave too? 
I mean, that's convicting. Yeah, it is. It's such a, because he's like, you, if, if anybody it's like thinking about that whether they want to get right with me or not, that's so insulting to him. Actually, he gets so angry. The wedding, the wedding banquet, banquet parable, he says, go out of the streets, and those who are invited didn't come. And it says, when he heard that, he got angry. He said, go out and bite the lame, the crippled. He got, it's insulting to God. See, you've got to understand, guys, what we have is so incredible, the ability to be sure, humble enough yeah. to understand truth and be saved. Yeah. And I'm not putting that down. We all were deceived at one time. But you've got to understand, man, the fact that we still see God and we can walk and understand we're saved, God did that, but it's a miracle that we continue to hold that. We are not better than anybody, but it's very minority special. That's why coming together and holding this thing together is in the name of God. Amen? Amen. Many of the people we think are open are more seeking friendship or attention than the kingdom of God, which is fine because people need friends. And if they get lonely, that's a good thing in and of itself. They are friendly people, but they may not be open. And that's where we got to love them. God says, by your love, people will know that you are my disciples. So, that's really good. We do bond, but we got to make sure we don't replace the greatest commandment and let them understand indirectly, like loving, love your neighbor as yourself, kind of superseding. Because relationships are very important, and loving one another, and part of that is God's plan. Right. But if that's what they're coming in for, it's not a club, right? It's not a friendship club. Right. You will have great friendships. Yeah. But it's here to serve God. Come on, amen. Unfortunately, we can easily convert these people only to see them leave quickly. Because, you see, once you convert them and the party's over, so to speak, if they didn't see the truth, they can kind of wean because they like the attention and whatnot. And don't get me wrong, guys. We don't judge, but I just want you to be aware of this. So let's look at Matthew 6, 7, 6. Do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their, under their feet and then turn and tear you to pieces. You know, think more, I think it might be helpful to think of people more in terms of being worthy, which is more consistent with Jesus' own language. Jesus says, are you worthy? Live a life worthy of the calling, worthy. You know, because Jesus makes a clear distinction based on receptiveness here. He's like, if people treat my message like this, then they're not worthy. doesn't mean you don't leave a door open. People may not be open. It doesn't mean, you know, the sin is cunning. But it, it's helping us understand you always say, hey, man, I'm always here. And it doesn't mean you don't call back. But... You have to be able to recognize someone that's not really open or, or not really receptive, I should say. And it's not to be judgmental. It's just that's the way it is. Yeah. It's to make us more effective workers, effective, productive, wise workers with expertise and wisdom. It's God that saves them. But as you grow in wisdom, think about it. God's growing us to be more mature. You're learning to work and talk to people. And why we never would know and you don't make a judgment. You get in there if they want to study but as you learn to draw them out, you'll start to rebuild the heart. Maybe they will change. I've had guys come in for girls. That's awesome. That's natural, actually. But then they start studying, and they get a conviction. And now it's about God. So don't, don't, don't get mad if they come in for anything off and wrong motive. Use that wrong motive. Use that wrong motive to show them the amazing treasure. In Luke 20, verse 27, 
But go there. Uh, Jesus refers to people being worthy to take part in the resurrection and the age after this life. And in Luke 20, verse 27, it says, Some of the Sadducees, who say there's no resurrection, came to Jesus with a question. Teacher, they said, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies and leaves a wife but no children, the man must marry the widow and have children for his brother. Now, there were seven brothers. The first one married a woman and, the, and died childless. The second, and then the third married her. And in the same way, the seven died, leaving no children. Finally, the woman died too. Now, then, at the resurrection, whose wife will she be? Since the seven were married to her. Jesus replied, the people of this age marry and are given in marriage, but those who are considered worthy of taking part in that age and in the resurrection from the dead will neither marry nor be given in marriage. Huh? So, point number one, search for the worthy person. Search for the worthy person. Because here Jesus says here, these people, the Sadducees didn't know the scriptures correctly. Now, why marriage is an awesome, an awesome institution, guess what, Giovanni? Enjoy it now, because for some reason, God says you won't be married in heaven. And that means just God's plan. You don't question it. You just go, wow. But they didn't know the scriptures. And that's why it came up. And he said, you've got to know the scriptures. But then he says here, uh, the people of this age, he says, but those who are considered worthy, Jesus says, those who are considered worthy, of taking part in that age and in the resurrection of the dead will neither marry nor marry. Jesus mm -hmm. says that. They must be worthy to get saved. Yeah. You don't earn it, but you got to be worthy. Wow, you got to have that receptive heart. In Matthew 10, verse 11, so search for the worthy person. Matthew 10, 11, what's it say? Uh, whatever town or village you enter, search for some worthy person there and stay in his house till you leave. So that gives us the responsibility to go, who's worthy and who's not? How do I figure this out? Well, let's look into it. Don't just pour all your time into the first person you run into. Or if they connect with you, don't just stop sharing. Just don't wait and just hang on to that person. You just go and share as you go. Amen. Are they open to your friendship? After all, here Jesus expect the disciples to be living in their house. So he, Jesus went in their house. So there's nothing wrong being open to your friendship. But he said, if you go to a house, they should let you in. So that's fine. They should be open to your friendship. Because I always tell people, I open, I offer my friendship. Even fallaways. I, I hit a person up that fell away, and it just was on my heart. And I just said, hey, man, I just want to see how you're doing. Miss you. Love you. Even though we, we don't agree biblically on things anymore, I still offer my friendship. I never heard back from them, but that's who I am because I don't. I have nothing to do with saving them. They already know. I don't go along and agree with things that aren't biblical. I'll lay out the conviction, but it's not like it's over. We're not friends anymore. No, I still will be kind with you, but I got to make it clear if you're not right with God. Amen. But I, that, that, that being said, if you don't want to find God, it doesn't mean I'm not going to be friendly. Right. Yeah. Amen. So, do you host them or do you invite them into your house? It shows if they want you to meet their family and friends, because he says, come in. He says, if they search for some worthy person and stay at his house until you leave. That means, why does Jesus say stay at his house until you leave? Well, you need a place to stay, but it's bigger than that. 
He's going, hopefully they'll welcome you in, and that means you're going to get to know them and see how they live and maybe meet their family. Because yeah. back then, especially families lived together because it was a necessity. So he's wanting you to be in the zone with them. They, they, but they've got to be receptive to trust that. Yeah. And today it's a little bit more, uh, I don't know, it's just, you know, the society and whatnot. It's not that you wouldn't do that, but it's just a little more scary. Back then it was more of a, a normal cultural thing. I mean, to have some stranger off the street, yeah, unfortunately, you have to be wise as well. Yeah. Right? Because you can't just be taken advantage of. You know, unfortunately, there's a lot of really evil people out there. Um, are, are they embarrassed by you? By the fact you are a Christian or they are becoming one? So when you're studying with them, as they get to know, if you never meet any of their friends eventually, like, what's going on? Mm. You're just, they're just coming to the studies, but then they have this life that they just come to the studies or come to church, but eventually they should be, they know people, like, what's going on? Are you asking? Are you, are you sharing what you're learning? You seem fired up, right? Yeah. Because you, you can't just come to church and be church people and then have their life still. you got to help them. Yeah. Uh, and then Jesus never seemed to invite people uh, to his house, maybe because his mother was against him. Or maybe to help him see who was worthy. I don't know. But, you know, with Joseph, you know, when he got out of his house, I don't know where his mother was, but his mother said that she, she was against him. Remember, she said, I don't want you doing that. They, they didn't even come in the house. They, they were out there going, come, we think you're insane. Yeah. Um, if people, you know, if they're worthy, are they generous? Or are you doing all the giving? Mm. See, when you start to teach about Jesus and they want to be a disciple, they should start to be learning to be givers. Their heart, be open, give back friendship, reciprocate it's not always you going hey bro when do you want to get together hey are you going to be able to make you 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 even have that talk it's like hey you see you need god and i'm fired up you see that but i feel like i'm the only one if i don't call you won't make the study you know i want you to you know you've got to want it yeah you got to want to be a christian more than i want you to be a christian amen that's what has to happen Mm -hmm. okay um do they imitate you Mm. in church like even if they're not disciples yet, if there's something going on and people are moving churches, moving chairs, or they need something, hey, why not, you know, let me help. What do you need? That's not unnatural. You don't wait to be baptized and all of a sudden start doing everything. Because you're doing it, you're learning to be a disciple. And, and that may be teaching and saying, hey, well, come and help me. Giovanni's a great example of that. Come on. He was doing Many of you are. You know, when you start coming to church and you really got the heart and you're becoming a disciple and you see something going on, hey, well, can I help you? You're just fired up to be there. Yeah. yeah. Are they sympathetic to the mission? Hearing about world's missions and, mm-hmm. and, and money, or is it, you know, that's a good thing to talk about because if they're getting it, they should be going, wow, this is amazing what you're doing. Not like, whoa, what's going on? you got to explain it. That's why I have the crown of thorns, and I teach that as we're teaching. Yeah. Because people that are open and really receptive are like, wow, believe me, this is amazing to people. They're like, really? Mm-hmm. The couple that we're studying with now, they were like, wow, mm-hmm. really? See what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. Examples of people that can show to either be worthy, and this is where you disciple them before they, as they're studying. You've got to disciple them not just on the studies, but you encourage, 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 but you just draw them out. But studies come early to church, or do they come late? Mm-hmm. They're studying the Bible, are they consistently late? That's something you've got to nip, man, gently, but lovingly, and not just once, not just the one time. Remember, it's a pattern. 
Yeah. But if they're consistently coming late, well, what are you making? Because now you may need to do a teaching on respect for God and people. Because it's not respectful if you're late all the time. I feel yeah. disrespected if someone's late to my meetings. I'm not God, but I just think that's the that's just wrong. What's going on, dude? Do you, do you treat people like that? Do you not? Are you more important than everybody if you're consistently late? That's what it's saying. Yeah. My time is more important than anybody's. I think about me more than anybody if you're consistently late. That's what it really says. Yeah. Studies. Do they do they buy coffee or are you the one always buying the coffee? Or, mm. You know whatever you doing. You know, not that they have to. I'm just saying. Do you see the the learning of it? Um, are they willing to bring food to Bible talk and want to participate? Mm. As they're coming and they're studying, but they're in, now they've started coming to Bible talks, they seek for scheme and they're coming, or they might even be coming there and fired up. You don't do it right away, but you, hey, bro, you know, we're all bringing something. Would you want to bring something? Maybe? Could you bring a liter of soda or dessert? Most of them are awesome, yeah. See, you're teaching them to participate. You're teaching them to be giving and participating and being part of God's family, right? Yeah. Um, point number two, are they a conflict Avoider, which is, these are things you help people with. See, Jesus, could you imagine if Jesus was a conflict avoider? Nothing would have got done. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. He, everything, every, almost everybody he talks to, he did it in love, but he, there was a conviction and a challenge. Yeah. I mean, almost everybody. His disciples aren't going to think about it. He spoke up, but he was loving. Yeah. But he kind of made the awkward moment in the room because he would not be afraid to challenge in love. Yeah. And he, and he did everything by example, right? So you need to be striving to do your best and lead with humility because no one's perfect, but just if you're striving to be a disciple and then take responsibility for things you need to change, then there's no problem to challenge me. Yeah. In Matthew 10, 32, let's look at that. Matthew 10, 32. Whoever acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge him before my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before men, I will disown him before my Father in heaven. Do not suppose that I've come to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. But I've come, in, I, but for I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will be the members of his own household. Anyone who loves his father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves his son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Jesus calls us to go against the way of the world. Of course, Jesus says love is the greatest thing. So we know we're not supposed to like hurt or disrespect our parents. Even as they get older and we're older, the Bible says honor your mom and dad. So we know you got to take it all in context, but it doesn't mean you let sentimentality slip in. Amen. See, Jesus calls us to go against the way of the world. It takes a lot to become and stay a Christian, does it not? Yes. Well, Jesus knew that and it took a lot. Jesus died. He went all the way and died. That's a lot for us to have the power to change and see the love. But it does, and it, and it, and it shouldn't be hard if you're continually stay, staying in the word of God and understanding it's worth it, worth it, worthy, worth it, worthy. But if you're like, oh, it's hard, then, then the fight that Paul says so much, I kept, I finished the race, I fought the good fight. See, Satan, and, 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 and if you stay unspiritual, your, yourself will start to subconsciously go, this is hard. Yeah. This is a drag. Oh, it's not a good fight. Sure. And it is a good fight mm -hmm. if it's worthy and worth it. 
But you got to keep it worth it. You got to keep the value of the treasure in heaven valuable to you more than the temporary stuff that you need to be responsible with. Yeah. But it can snag you. Make no mistake. And that's where you just do adjustments continuously. Oh, you, when you read the Bible and you pray, you, you mentally do adjustments. You realize, like, man, I'm getting, uh, you know, I'm funky today, or I'm just, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm you know, I got to, I got to get back with God because you just yeah. feel yourself go back to that worldliness, or you're starting to worry more than not, or something's yeah. getting on your nerves. And you're like, I, have I had a good quiet time today, and then you won't be going. Do I need to go out to me? Well, I need to get with God. I need God. Yeah. You'll just read anything because you go, I need God. Yeah. Yeah. If they are a conflict avoider, they are, are they willing to take a stand and overcome this weakness now in the studies? If you wait and don't want to rock the boat and let them become a disciple, if you don't address issues really having a full conviction in Jesus, then that's going to come and you've got to test them now. And you know, when you get through light and darkness, they're broken. They see their sin. This is where you start really going. Do you know anybody else that's a disciple? If you see you are a disciple. And it's not that like you're the judge, but you got to see, because they may say, I'm not a disciple. Now I want to be a disciple. And then you'll, you'll say, you know anybody else? And they'll go, yeah. And they may say, a family member. Then now it doesn't mean you, you know, but you got to draw them out because that's, that's interesting, right? If it's someone in their family that's a disciple, but they're becoming a disciple through you guys, well, where did that person go to church? And are they really a disciple? So you've got to work through that. Even though they're saying in the lecture, you've got to work back in that and draw them out, have them answer their own questions with the scriptures. Amen. That's awkward at times because you're not making a judgment toward the family member. You don't know. But you can add up evidence like, well, you're here being made into a disciple. So where's that person going? That's what are they doing? Come on, bro. Um, they must prove that they love God more than their family and their friends. To God, not to you to God's convictions, to the way of life Jesus calls. Um, think of those who have suffered, think of those you've suffered with that have been dissuaded by people eventually and, and, and drifted back and fallen away. If you've been a disciple, understand that's a sad reality, but you've got to compartmentalize that and give it to God because you can't do anything about it. But... I don't know who's going to be standing. Last man standing. It's like going to battles in real war and your, your buddies, your foxhole mates, and that guy gets hit in the, shot in the head and he's dead. And even though you're so close, you can't. you got to go, oh, but you got to keep going. What I mean is people leave, fall away, you get attached to them. It hurts. But do you love God more? And anytime someone falls away or questions it, if it's bothering you more than it should, what it's really doing is you're questioning your own convictions. Mm -hmm. You're actually being brought up. God's exposing, do I really believe what we're doing? Do I really believe what we teach from the Bible? That's good. That's good. Because now you've got to run that down for yourself and not just get all emotional and think it's just all. Oh. No, you get too sad and, and rendered ineffective. That's not what Jesus said. Jesus says, pick up your horn, fill it with oil. Let's go. Um, doesn't mean you don't feel for people, but you don't get paralyzed. Um, think, you know, God says they're not worthy. That's what God says, if they don't want to follow Jesus. doesn't mean you don't love them and respect them. You can't save them. But God really says if someone's not receptive to the word, until, and if even at that time, they're not worthy. Well, you could say, well, they might not yet. That, that's fine. But until they receive it and, and answer and start following, they're not worthy from God's point of view. Understand that. You weren't worthy. I'm not worthy. 
until I said, yes, I want to study. And I started to accept the challenges. I showed God that I'm worthy of what Jesus did because I'm willing to give up and forsake everything for the kingdom of God. They must be people who look at persecution as a privilege, as a norm. We need to teach that. It's normal. When you become a disciple, when you make out of church all your life, you're going to get attacked by those possible people you that were in church with you, family members. Let them know it's coming because it's a fact. The Bible says, look at Acts 5, 41. You guys with me? Yes. Yes. never feels good to be persecuted, but you have to have that spiritual conviction to go... Amen. I'm in good company. You know you're doing something right. You're doing something right. If, at, you know, you're getting persecuted. I never, I believe in God. I went to church all my life. I, I, I never got, I never got that deep, but no one ever attacked me for being where I went. You know, I went, whoa, now I'm doing something right. 541 Acts. The apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing because they'd been counted worthy of suffering disgrace. For the name. Isn't that powerful? Day after day in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. Examples of those to look for. Those who go against fashion norms and are confrontal people. Those are opinion leaders in the raw. An opinion leader is going to become a great disciple. And don't get me wrong, guys. You share with everybody and you let the word do it. But I'm just telling you, you read this. A lot of false people go along with the program. Mm. Right? If you're a disciple, you've showed God that you have your own convictions. You don't, you don't follow the group. You're not the group. Everybody's sheep here in the plant. Most people just follow the group and no one wants to step out of line or even voice their opinion because they don't want anybody to attack them or say, oh, oh. And why we don't try to start arguments or be, start confrontation, because that would be sin, right? But you are your own man, and you've made your own decisions on God's word and what a disciple is. So your agenda is Jesus, not to go along with the program. Often we see these people as unopened, or we are intimidated by confrontational people uh, initially, or we just think they're strong personalities, which they are. But they could be powerful if you get in there and invite them. Some of the most intimidating people that you think, oh, they're open, they, they, they could be. Could you imagine not knowing Alfonso and sharing with him, seeing him from a distance? I don't know. Or any of you guys, honestly. No one looks really open, right? challenge them in a, in a uh, rude way. You're not rude, right? Love, love's not rude. But once we get into it, you're not afraid to go, you know what, I, I don't really agree with what you're saying, and I say that why I say that, and say this, let's look at this scripture, because what you're saying is wrong. Yeah. 
And believe me, people that are strong-headed, think about some of you. You appreciated people getting in there. I still appreciate people that try to really help me grow and challenge me. And even before as a disciple, the only people I really remember are the people that called me out the hard line. And I might not like it at the time. I still remember my coach Coyle in high school. He was, I still remember this like crazy. I felt like a fool, and he called me out in front of the whole thing. We have a PE, and he was telling us that we're going to be able to play flag football on the, on the field for PE. And he said, we're going to just not tackle. And he was saying, and I was behind him, and he was looking at all you, and I was right back here, and I was like, like no, we're going to play tackle. And I think he has eyes in the back of his head. They were all looking at me. He says, go back. Didn't even look back. Take off! And I go, whoa, 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 what am I doing? And he looked around and screamed so loud in my face and said, just run! And I was running around, like the football field running around, and they're playing football in there with flags. And I'm just running the whole time. And he called me out. And then after that, he would just take me apart at times. And I realized, though, he was always there. And later on, even after I got out of school, I met his daughter. But I always remember him. He even asked how I was. He wasn't mean. He just didn't put up with nonsense. He knew rebels. He knew personalities. And he laid me out. I don't remember all the nice teachers. I remember the dude that took the time to call me out. And you'll think about that. People that have that take that step to call you out, you appreciate because they know they're going to call you on your nonsense. And people want to be helped. Amen. I still remember that. I'm 60 years old. And that was like when I was 16. Come on. That's a pretty powerful and delicate thing. I can see it was like yesterday. Uh, you know, these are often worthy people we miss because we're a little bit intimidated ourselves. You've got to have strong convictions in the Bible because they, they, they may look all together, but they're missing something, just like you were. They're not different than you and I. We saw the truth. It was meaningless, this life without God. So the last point is, are they a softie? Are they a softie? Look at Matthew 10, 38. I don't, wouldn't use this for the sisters. Softie, men know what that means. Uh, in uh, Matthew 10, 38, and anyone who does not take up, take his cross up and follow me is not worthy of me. You gotta be a tough dude to be willing to take, you gotta be, have deep convictions to be willing to go into an uncomfortable situation. And that's what Jesus is saying, you're coming into an uncomfortable situation. Think about it, like, we know the scripture like the back of our hands, but when you just look at that, that one little verse, and anyone who does not take his cross up and follow me is not worthy of me. I mean, that's not comfortable. Yeah. Does your open person have a lazy lifestyle? Well, that's where you start working on it. Jesus says laziness is a wicked sin. He calls the person that didn't do anything with the one talent and buried it. He goes, throw this lazy, wicked servant out. That's powerful. And I'm not going to go there, but we know Matthew 28, verse 19. Therefore, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. We're looking for people who want to be made into disciples, right, guys? Not into religious church-going people. We're looking for people who are willing to deny themselves for Jesus, and their false doctrine beliefs and live a harder life at times than the one they're presently living, even though eternal life, what can you, Jesus says it best, right? What can you give in exchange for your soul? Wow. Second Timothy 3.16, all scriptures God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Yeah. Well, we don't just teach that when you become a disciple. 
I need to have that kind of heart as a disciple, and any disciple needs to have that if it's necessary to be rebuked. And if you're doing well and you're growing, it doesn't mean you can't. But, guys, sometimes we miss what a rebuke is. A rebuke isn't hammering someone or disrespecting someone. Jesus rarely discipled someone in front of other people. Now, he called Peter out when they were a close group because he was causing division. But that doesn't mean you embarrass or disrespect somebody. Yeah. If it's going to be a hard talk, it's usually one-on-one. Bro, can I talk to you for a minute? Say someone, you know, I remember I got rebuked so, I mean, other yelling. It was yelling. And this is when I was an evangelist in 1996, I believe, in Orange County. And the evangelist at the time, Bruce Williams, I had started to drink alcohol at night. My wife was very concerned. And I wasn't getting dropped. I was defensive. I wasn't dropped drinking or anything. And you know I've shared this. He pulled me out along outside the building along the wall, took me out, and he put, I was against the wall. And I was even in my mind going, this dude, this is like uncomfortable. Mm. He was screaming at me, not in a physical third way, but he was like screaming, and he, he was so sad, and he was so concerned, and it got my attention. Mm. He's like, what are you doing? He was like, man, he was like, you're going to go to hell, you're going to ruin your life. And you're, he, but he's screaming. If someone was watching it, they'd go, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, just like that. But you know what? I knew the guy cared, and he was. This was a serious thing. If I wouldn't, have, I didn't need to be snapped out of it. I need to repent. This could have taken me out. Yeah. That's what it means. Amen. And you don't have to yell. I mean, you still come by. You look at someone seriously. Bro, this is serious. We talked this, but you're you're tensely going. You know, this guy. Stop. You got to repent. You're mocking God. You're going to kill your. You know what I mean? That's what it means. Uh, yeah. It's love though. Always out, but yeah. strong. That's what that means. So, come on. This is why so few people from a charismatic background become, uh, you know, uh, or, or from false doctrines don't become Christians mm-hmm. because it's feelings and they're not devoted. And people can talk about it. I speak in tongues. I do this. I go to church. But they've never understood what it means to be devoted. Mm-hmm. Point in case, be devoted coming to men's midweek. It's, it's not, you don't have to. It's not a rule. You know it's written on your heart because the Bible says be devoted to one another. And this is one of those meetings, Right. Right. Luke 9, 23. Then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, right. take up their cross and follow me. That's why I told you I like to challenge myself on things that are not salvation issues because I don't want to get weak. I'll purposely step into cold showers every so often. Just, it's stupid. It doesn't, for you, it might not mean anything, but I just go, I'm going to do it because I, I don't want to. I just do it. I don't want to. I just, I, that's, and then I'll, I'll challenge myself on working out my physical fitness. Even this new challenge of me being injured is brought. I told my daughter today. I said this is like a blessing in disguise. I think I'm more focused now than I was, and it is a spiritual issue because even when I started getting more spiritual and was really trying to grow, it snapped before this even happened. That working out is not just an option. It's not just to keep me in health. It's a spiritual, mental thing for me. And Alfonso will tell you that. That's it's awesome. like, I got, for me, it may be something else for you, but for me, it's radical, and I deny myself, and it is deny self, so I take it into spiritual, and I keep pushing myself, not because I have to, because I want to, and the more I do things, I got a long way to go, but I'd like to do that, because I, I don't want to be easy on myself, necessarily. Yeah. You know, because you, it's not that I don't take breaks, but you know what I mean, it's stuff like, if I don't make a mindset to do it, I wouldn't probably challenge myself, yeah. because it's not a salvation issue, right? It's a, you know, it's not. It's nothing to do with anybody else. But for me, I need to keep that mindset so I can focus spiritually. Amen. Do not, do not look for weak character people. You can easily persuade. These are the people. That, these are these are the people for 
uh, you know, you, you to take your time with. The ones that are easily persuaded aren't the quick mechanisms. You need to pull them in. You got to realize there's a lot of character building. Just because they're easy, you got to get in their life. The disciple, if you're not, if they don't have a work ethic and they're not reliable, they can't be a disciple. You can't. How can you be a giver? If you're going to follow Jesus, you got to be able to give your heart. You can't be a burden. You don't come in being a burden. Right. You help them go, whoa, well, what's your work ethic? It doesn't mean they're not having a hard time. So I'm talking about an unresponsible, like a laziness. Yeah. Especially with younger people that are adulting, you got to help them. You don't look down on them. You've got to help them. you got to help get them. That's a repentance issue. Amen. And you can't give your contribution. You don't have a job, you can't give, so you can't be a disciple. See? It's giving. It's building the kingdom. What are you going to build if you come in? you got to change. And we're going to work with you, but you just got to look at character issues. you got to think, what are you talking about? No. Salvation is a character issue. Oh, no, you're saved by grace and faith. Yeah, it's a character issue. Because Jesus says you must deny yourself. Guess what? That takes character. Spiritual character. Amen. You're not, so, uh, high, high character people, you can, you, 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 high character people take work. Doesn't mean you show any other favor, but you might get irritated at first. Because you're like, man, Dude, you know, I mean, you got to go, no, God, what is this? And then you get into it, and they may not be open either. It doesn't mean, I'm not telling you to show any different love for anyone. Anyone that you invite, you give your heart, but you've got to make them into a disciple. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And confrontation is probably going to be what it takes for <clears throat> strong, what we would call strong, seem to have it together in the world people at first. Mm -hmm. yeah. <clears throat> and you build... We used to talk about this sometimes. We'd say this brother needs a full spinal installation. <laughs> Not in a bad way. It's just we need to really help this dude build character. He's got really no character. We've got to really help him. In love, we'd say that. We've got to really help him. It's not looking down, but that means building character. See what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's fine. Once you see that, it's great to see someone grow. Because some of the most powerful men can come in from nothing. And you see them being humble to God's word and their faith. And they, they, they pass you up. And you're like, Wow! So that's what you look at people. You go, anybody can be amazing if you help them and challenge them in God's word and watch what God does with them. Yeah. So it's not picking or being favoritism. It's just understanding who is what in front of you. So where do you find worthy people? Gems are good places to meet non-softies. Or any type of sports because they're already going out for something. They've already got character to try to be competitive. It's not just not a hard factor. It's the same areas. If people are just hanging out and have nothing to do, you're still going to be there to share with them if they want to come. But what's going on? All right. They're probably going to come because they have nothing to do, which is fine. Amen. It may be a blessing inside, but you want to help them. Library, late at night, students. Tough students are in the library late. Tough students. That means they know how to study, and they're going to do what it takes to pass that test and get a grade. Good grade. Foreign students who have gone through a lot even to get here. And do not mind being away from their families already. And are willing to go through hardship. When they see the truth, they can become great leaders. The army or similar groups, cadets, character development groups, <clears throat> business people who are ambitious and know how to take instruction at work. Uh, you know, trades. Anybody has a career. Anybody's working hard. Is open. I mean... Once again, just don't walk out here going, wow, Chris is being like uh, prejudiced against weak people. No. But just don't only share with weak people. Share with everybody. But so I'm saying anybody has a career, it's going for life and has a vivacious appetite to be a better and build their life, share. Yeah. Consider some of the Christians in the church today and what they have had to overcome to become Christians. 
You know what I mean? It's fighting the good fight. So I want you to take the challenge. Too often we worry we've challenged people too hard. Challenge people. Follow up and go, how you feeling? Yeah. Anytime you challenge people, especially with hard challenge, you can talk it through and even give them a call the next day. Study. Hey, just want to say, how you doing, bro? How you feeling about our talk yesterday, even though you already talked it? Just want to tell you I love you, man. But you let them say what they just in case they have feelings. Well, you know what? I feel like you hurt my feelings. You want to draw that out because you didn't mean to hurt their feelings. But a lot of times people don't know how to say things and then they shut down and leave. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you do, but you get an intense talk or something like that, they can be offended and they won't say it. Mm-hmm. Just know it's going to happen. Just know no matter what, it probably happened. And that's why you should always follow up. How you feeling, bro? Sometimes they won't go to you. They'll go to somebody else and say, I felt like that dude's challenging me. Or that dude was disrespectful. And then, you know, the brother would say, you know, the guy was on the side with you. But then they may have to tell him to go back, but he doesn't. So then the brother can come and say to me or whoever, you know, say, hey, the guy's feeling a little struggling with you. He's not open. He said this. And then you, that's not gossip. That's trying to, oh, let me help me. I want to try to not say he told me, but just you want to try to help the guy not get closed down. See what I'm saying? Most people, if they get their feelings hurt, I'm done. I'm never coming back again. I'm just telling you, that's the sinful nature. So you don't want to do it intentionally, but if you challenge people from the Bible, even though you're not doing anything wrong, they may be offended at first because it's like you're challenging their life. Right. So always follow up. So uh, in Luke 18, Luke 18, verse 18. You guys with me? Yes. So if we look at how Jesus interacted with the rich young ruler, we see that in a very brief time, Jesus got straight into his heart, challenged him on his real issue, Greed and expected him to change. Let me read in verse 18. A certain ruler asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered, No one is good except God. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not give false testimony. Honor your father and mother. All these I've kept since I was a boy, he said. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, You still lack one thing. Sell everything you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. When he heard this, he became sad. Because he was a man of great wealth. Jesus looked at him and said, how hard is it? He looked at him. How hard is it for the rich to enter the kingdom of God? Indeed, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for the rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Those who heard this asked, who then can be saved? And the reason they were saying who then can be saved, not necessarily focusing on the rich person. They were looking how sharp this dude already was. He already had it down. He's like, do this. You, you know the commandments. And I was like, come to this a boy. So the, the, the disciples of Jesus were like, oh my gosh. He looks at me, he's so on in so many ways. You're kidding me. And they're like, who can be saved? And that's why God answers this. Jesus replied, who, what is possible with men? What is, me, what is impossible with men is possible with God. Peter said to him, we have left all we had to follow you. I tell you the truth, Jesus said to them, no one who has left home or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God will fail to receive many times as much in this age and in the age to come eternal life. Isn't that great? See, this Jesus got into it and knew him. It didn't hurt his feelings, but just said directly the heart of the matter. He didn't, all the things he was doing, amen. But there's always the heart of the matter that you're praying for when you're studying the Bible. In between, you're praying for that person. You're going, God, please reveal anything that is not pleasing that needs to come up. Please be with him. I'm fired up about him. Help him to be open. Help us to talk. You're wanting him because the devil on the other side is going, keep him down. Shut up. Don't tell him. See what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why being humble and being open first when we share our sin and whatnot actually brings walls down too. Yeah. We got to be humble and broken and show them that we're no different. Right. 
So we too often have the disciples' attitude, Lord, that was a bit hard. Sometimes we can say it's hard. Which, guys, don't get me wrong. Life can be hard, right? And you can cry and we need each other. I've needed great encouragement. So that's not the issue. The issue is to keep going and be open to encouragement. And it's not more than you can handle, even though you feel like it at the time, right? Melvin, you've been there before. You've grown yeah. so much. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen you, man, but there, you know, he shared his burdens and stuff. There's been hard times. Yeah. Feelings and life, and then job hits you. Yeah. You're a perseverer, man. Just kind of, it's inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, money. Persevering money. So, yeah. the last thing I know I'm coming in for landing, are they looking for a different life? I mean, you started really studying. Do they really want a different life? Because that's what Jesus, if you can't get right Jesus, you're going to get a different life. Yeah. It's not just a good group. I've been looking for a church. That's awesome in itself. But, you know, you're going to change your life. Yeah. Even nothing taken away from the areas of the person's life. You commend them on his character, whatever they got already. You go, hey, man, but they got to be going on. I'm looking for a, a change of direction, way of life, which is adventurous if you have faith. Yeah, amen. Matthew 10, 39 says, whoever finds his life, Matthew 10, 39, whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Are they disillusioned with their present life? That's a good thing. You talk to them, you, talk to them, you hopefully can relate to them. You can be sharp and have so much accomplishments, and let me just tell you, they're still looking for something. Why? Because God created them and he put, he set eternity in the heart. So even though they don't look it, no one is content without God, even if they, even if they think they are, because you know God said that you're not going to be there. They may be distracted for a while with success and everything, but they're not going to have contentness. And you don't have to worry if they don't look it. God said it. Mm. Do they think the world still has the answers or do they see the worthlessness or the futility in this world as you're talking with them. That's good. They say, man, sometimes we think, oh, this world's terrible. That's good. That means they just know, you know, you're talking, you've got the scriptures, you know, they're already in this illusion. That's a good thing. You can sense that when they're talking like, man, you know what I mean? And then uh, are, are we looking for open people or, or people not to open up? Just if people are just going through, you know, you want to build that rapport and that takes wisdom, right? That 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 entrance and that, you know, meeting someone and just trying to, you know, read it where it's at doesn't mean maybe you're gonna get into a study and hammer the scripture out right away. You're just they you know if they came to church, you can get into like seeking God and talk about it, but you also want to go, you know, you're interested in them. Mm -hmm. We not only we love you so much, we not only shared our lives with the gospel as well, so it's in our mix. Um and uh in Luke 15, verse 17, check this out. Because we need to be looking for people like the prodigal son who had come to his senses and lost his sense of entitlement. I am done. I am humble. It's life's not working. I'm getting beat up. They might even be a little victim, but you still go, okay, good. You've been beat up. Let's get in there. In Luke 15, 17, when he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired hands have food to spare? I'm here starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven, against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired hands. So he got up and went to his father. While I was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him, ran to his son, put his arms around him, kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy 
be called your son. We're not worthy even though we know that, but that's why we're worthy. Yeah. Once you know you're unworthy, now God says you're worthy. Yeah. Because you get it. You got it. <clears throat> see, you can see clearly in some fallaways, many who leave us were not worthy. You can see it. It's not to be judgmental. You can just see it if you think about it. Still want to leave it open, but you can almost learn. Like, wow, I should, you know? Uh, they wanted to be a Christian, but they also wanted the world still. They still just weren't all in. And maybe, you know, God doesn't make mistakes, so don't get down on him. And I know sometimes I should have just challenged that guy. And I should, have, I should have had a talk. There was like an intuition or the spirit, God, you know, whatever you think it is. It's like, I just need to not leave no stone unturned. And also, it's awesome to be a disciple. It's not like you're going, it's going to be awesome to be a disciple. Yeah. Anything that's worth anything is tough. It's worth it. You're not like, it's going to be really hard, bro. But that's, it's, is it really hard? Are you thinking that way? I, I'm here fired up. Yeah. Do I have hard times? Yeah, it's usually my sin or life coming down on me or something like that. Amen. It's not God. So I just want to leave us with that. Pray to be open with anyone. But if you're a person that maybe is afraid to go for anyone or go, you know, find, pray for a worthy person. That's an old person. For me, I go, God, not, I don't want someone just to come to church. Yeah. I go, help me find someone that wants to become a disciple and saved. That would be worthy, right? Because don't you want to study with someone? But you don't want to just study. God, lead me to, a, to some soul today that I, that, that's going to be open and become, and that you've already known, you've pre-picked, that they're just waiting to be picked. Because that's what we want, right? Yeah. We want to build the kingdom. Amen. Search for worthy people. Listen. Learn from your scriptures to, to, in your conversations, you know, to, to understand what to ask and not ask and, and how to move with people. It's, it makes it exciting. It's a spiritual warfare. Yeah. If they're a conflict avoider, well, you probably were too, and so am I. So it's not like you, you meet them where they're at, but you tell them that. I always start this way. Don't be afraid to ask any questions. Ever, it's great to have questions. We need to answer all questions. I always put that because I don't want anybody ever feeling like there's something that can't be answered. Just like today, you've got to answer your own questions while you do what you do, even though you study. Because that just frees everybody with any, any kind of sinful suspicion. That's what we're following the Bible, man. Always do that to yourself, too. If they are soft on themselves, it's time to challenge them. And... Are they, are they not content with their life? As they're getting into it, you can see there's something missing. That's awesome. Fire it up. Yeah. Heaven is a reward for the worthy. God's love and blessing and, and support are a reward for the worthy. We must never let familiarity breed contempt or take the sacrifice of Jesus for granted. And guys, understand, anybody you talk to, they don't have a clue, possibly, what you're offering them. Mm -hmm. You're offering them more than a billion dollars. You are the billion dollar hander. And they don't know it, that doesn't matter. You gotta try to go, bro, you don't know what I'm offering. You don't know who you're giving a drink to, so to speak. I'm not God, but I know God, and I can take you in. Come on, let's pray. God, thank you so much for this time. Help us to be soul winners. Help us to learn in our wisdom, not to Give everybody a shot and be real with everybody and love them, but help us to develop and learn how to really, what you say, make disciples. Yeah. Really mold and be used by you to help draw that person out and challenge them in the scriptures and know when to challenge them. And, and, and really, really go, as I see this, they want to be challenged because they understand the plan of getting right with you.
And then they're excited to be challenged. Help us to learn. We have so much to learn, God. Teach us in between the scriptures, which is the most important thing, but how to talk to people and how to, how to really win people over and then convince them how amazing it is to deny yourself and follow Jesus. We love you. Be with us all. God, thank you so much. I pray that, the, once again, the, the disciples in the Ukrainian uh, conflict, please, I know, God, I pray that their faith is lifted up by the giving of all the churches. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.